Hello, we're the Sticky Bun Boys. I'm Michael. And I'm not. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you've all recovered suitably from last week. I'm still thinking about Papa's milk, personally. Please do not remind me. <laughs> anyway, this week is Bread Week, and it's one of our favourites for the tent. It is indeed. Let's get down to business. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's our favorite time of the year, which tends to happen quite regularly these days because time's a construct. It is bread week. We love bread week. We love bread week. I was actually thinking today how much I love bread. Oh, yeah. I actually made a sourdough loaf this morning. Did you? Mm. I made, um, I used, I did a Tangzong loaf this week for the mm. first time ever. Tangzong is like a, what's it from? China? It's from China, yeah. Basically, you whisk together your flour and some water over a heat until it makes like a roux. Yep. And then you let that cool down. And does that do something to the starches? Yeah, it like gelatinizes the starches. And there's a Japanese one called Yundan where you just pour boiling water onto the flour. You don't do the roux bit, so it's not as severe. Oh, it's great though. It makes it a really soft loaf. It basically means that each flour kind of grain can hold more water that makes right. it softer. It was gorgeous. It was like a milk bread cinnamon roll. And then mm. I made the milk bread, but with condensed milk rather than normal milk, so like a bit sweeter. Oh, it was very good. And actually, everyone always thinks of it as being this Chinese Tangzong, but uh, loads of European countries had versions of this. Really? No, everyone forgets these things. I've actually got some of the cinnamon rolls in the, in the, oh, the office, but it's the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the kitchen. But I've got some. You can have one later. I'll have one to take um, on my way home. Anyway, this week, they don't make those. They have a signature bake when they have three and a quarter hours to make a flavoured free form loaf. What are your thoughts on that as a challenge? It is quite simple. But yeah. again, I quite like it because they're not, they can do all kinds of loaves and all kinds of things can be in it. You use different flowers. So yeah, I do quite like it. And it's a, it's a simple signature. Like it's a signature that you'll, you'll make this bread at home. Yes. The only thing I'd say is it probably be a little bit boring because they're all going to be quite similar. But they aren't. Like it's really like rogue. Like they do quite a lot of different things that like you've got various different bits. Like, I mean, what, what was your favorite? I'll say David checks down the list. Actually, there are quite different ones, aren't they? They're really wild. One of them does the tear and share. Yeah, someone does test it. Someone does stromboli, which is basically like yeah. a filled bread. That was really Joe. hard. Yeah. Yeah. Jason does the tear and share, which again, I loved it because Paul, I love it when Paul thinks something isn't going to work and then it works brilliantly. Yeah. Like, then we had perfect. Uh, Holly who did a picnic loaf with like sweet in one side and savory in the other. Yeah. That gives me a severe ick. No, not at all. I don't like it. And it worked. They said it worked, but they're only doing a little, little taste of it. They're only cutting off a little bit. Mm. I don't like that. Well, you mentioned Joe making a stromboli loaf, which had mozzarella, ham and pepper in it. And she said when she was making it you have to just pull it out really carefully because you don't want to lose the air 
Yeah. And you do have to be careful because otherwise air can get in all places that shouldn't be really. And it can just be painful if you take it out too quick. Depends how much preparation you've done. But since our little story time last week, I've written down that looks a bit like a Swiss roll inside, but I don't <laughs> want to think about a Swiss roll ever again, actually. I think we should leave the story. The story, we should leave it in the past. <laughs> the story. It cannot seep into... I feel like the story is right up there with... Don't use the word seep. <laughs> I think it's right up there with the countdown oh. from like episode like four. It took so much energy out of me, that story. The three, two, one? No, Paul Hollywood and Jürgen. And the savoury slab. <laughs> Talking of a savoury slab, Ben made a walnut raisin and rosemary loaf. I'm not sure how I feel about raisins with rosemary. No, because a walnut raisin bread with honey sounds sweet and then the rosemary makes it sound savoury. Mm. I don't think that would work. Do you think a courgette, you like putting vegetables where they don't belong. Ian was making a courgette, carefully and thyme loaf. No, courgette works really well for something like brownies if you're trying to make them more healthy. Not really for bread because it's really wet. It has a lot of moisture in courgette. Yeah, he, why was he putting it in there? I don't know. I think he just wanted to do something different. But it was one of those strange things where, you know, when they've made something and then afterwards, Paul quite clearly showed him that it was really stodgy and not really well baked. Mm. And he was like, oh, I still love it. Like it, it worked exactly like he wanted it. Yeah, he wanted it to be bad, maybe. <laughs> he, likes, he likes wet bread. He did cut himself, which I can relate to. But he was kind of quite adorably posh when he said about cutting himself. He said, I cut my finger when I was chopping my time very delicately, but I think I'm going to be okay. <laughs> and he really cut it. Like, it was obviously, like, streaming because then Mel had, to hold it. had his arm up and she was being his elbow rest. Mel and Sue are so sweet in this series, though. They are already... Ugh, they are the reason why I loved Bake Off. I They're think so, the perfect, yeah. so perfect. So um, perfect. So who stood out for you? Um, I really did like the idea of Mary Ann's, although it did look a bit burnt when it came out, mm. but she made a plowman's loaf. So it was like a big slab, a big savory slab. Please. Um, and she'd kind of folded, folded into the savory slab. There was loads of cheese and Branson's pickle and things, and it had a really good crust. So I liked the idea of that one. Um, Mary called it informal, which <laughs> isn't pleasant, but it tasted very nice, I think. It did look informal. I am... Um... I have to just mention a conversation that happened between Hot Rob and Paul. Really? You're going to talk about Rob? Uh, it's unusual for me, I know. Teflon Rob. Teflon Rob. Uh, Paul said, I'm really looking forward to a decent load. And then looking right down the eyes, Rob said, I'm looking forward to giving you one. <laughs> really? How did I miss that? I replayed so, it three times. Well, now we know Just the Rob. second part. <laughs> I think you've had your, all your questions answered, Michael. And my dreams. Oh, <laughs> I had a lovely evening after that. Oi, oi, oi. Uh, he made a ride. That was quite laddie, wasn't it? It was very laddie. Oi, oi. Is that the noise they make? I think you're a bro now. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for noticing. <laughs> he made a rye and coriander seed loaf, which is a bit boring. <laughs> it's very boring. And rye isn't very good. Rye works very well for sourdough, but rye doesn't work that well in normal bread. No, I don't think he gave me one particularly with that one. The one that I wanted to eat the most, which I'm obsessed with and I need to make, and I was like elbow deep in my tangzong this morning before I realised I didn't want to make that anymore. I wanted to make Yasmin's Egyptian ducker loaf. Oh. Well, Michael, funny you should say that because in my book, Good to Eat, there is a ducker recipe which is pretty much the best. I love ducker i, I would take put it, it back. on everything i take it back boring i actually much preferred the uh <laughs> no we go back to yasmin because yasmin she started off she was wearing these ridiculous sleeves 
that were, you know, those ones that kind of like extend out and they were just dripping in everything. She was just wafting them. <laughs> like in. a magician. Yes, exactly. <laughs> she was like falling, she was kneading them into her bread and stuff. It was very weird. So for those who don't know, Dukka is like a mixture of spices. It's like a much less white mixed spice. So you've got like cumin, coriander, sesame, thyme, There's salt, a, pepper. Yeah, but it's not just spices because like spices. Almonds. Yeah, because it's nuts. So it's got obviously it's often got nuts and sesame seeds and cashews. So it's used as something cashews? you can. Bless you. <laughs> it's used as something you can sprinkle on top of something, not just a spice. Like it's Please give me more. That was funny. No, but I was I was I was rolling. I was rolling in my ducker chat. <laughs> I was giving a BB. You were truly giving BB, <laughs> and no one had asked for it. And you should always ask before BB. <laughs> consent, people. Consent. Consent is important. No, but like, so when you make your ducker loaf. How do you do it? Do you just fold them through? Oh, I've not made a ducker loaf. I've, I have made yeah, it in bread. I thought it was in your book. The ducker's in my book. Because you have to actually make the ducker. Oh, ducker sure. is really original for every single person has their own ducker, basically. Oh, I bought some from Waitrose. Oh. Well, try it. And if it doesn't, if it's not as good as you think. So do you know what I like mine on? Like, so I get uh, avocado and then I poach an egg on top and then I sprinkle ducker on top of that. And oh, it's like heavenly. Do you know what? I genuinely, this is 100%. Look me in the eyes with Janet's eyes, starey eyes. I am going to bring you some ducker because <gasps> while we were watching this, Nick also said, David, can you make some more ducker? After the last time I made it, I ate it all. He didn't eat any of it. <laughs> so I am going to make some and I will bring you some. Last time I came and stayed at yours though, you made this, so in the morning we had like poached eggs on sourdough and you made like this, was it lab? No, it wasn't lab. No, what was it? It was like a... Oh, Turkish eggs. Turkish eggs. And yes. there was like a, it was like a feta with... What was that? Yogurt dill? and dill and a bit of tahini. Is that in your book? No. Oh, it should be. Honestly, it was one of the best things in the entire world. And I was like, David, how do you make that? I must make it when I go home. And he gave me the recipe and I made mine and it tasted like absolute shit. <laughs> <laughs> but this ducker loaf, like she roasted the ducker to, to kind of release the flavor from it. It just made me like my mouth was salivating. And it's something I've just not heard of before. I loved it. I actually did also like avashi. Okay, so there was this big drama in there how she made everything under-seasoned because she didn't put enough salt in the bread. And it is, salt in bread isn't just about making it taste salty. Actually, bread tastes, and it also just tastes horrible if there's not enough salt. But a peppercorn loaf, actually, I like the idea of that. Green peppercorn. Yeah, I would actually have done, like doing a mashed green peppercorn and then black pepper as well. I think that'd be a good loaf. I love a good salty crust. Oh, yeah. Not like that. <laughs> like a salt and peppery crust, I think would be delicious on a bread. Because we just love bread. <laughs> yeah, we love bread. Um, would you like some BB? Go for it. So Mel goes to a mill. And apparently mills used to be dangerous because people used to get mangled all the time, which is a real shame. Um, <laughs> but she also said, <laughs> it's just genuinely an interesting bit, became like, it was like IB. <laughs> Irritable bowels. <laughs> It's not BB, now we're it on IB. It was an interesting bit, um, because if there's lots of particles of flour in the air, that can cause explosions. So like, if there's a high enough concentration of flour in the air, because flour is a carbohydrate, it's carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen. So if there's like a, a spark or like a incendiary device, it causes explosions. So apparently all the time in these mills, it is sometimes just exploded because of just heat, because the millstones were hot. And then she gets like this experiment where she gets this upside down Tupperware, where like they put lots of flour in and then they like light a candle and it properly like does a massive explosion. And they do some of Stephanie's like crime scene investigations, <laughs> like cutbacks and slow motion watching the explosion happen. It was properly giving IB. I was genuinely interested. I, say, I actually did watch this one as well because it's bread week and I just thought everything's going to be good on Wasn't bread week. Wasn't that cool? It was cool. I love that the professor who did it though, the cameraman must have been 
really annoyed because he like kept on moving around. Yeah. And they, had, they just kept on putting the camera back on Mel again, even though he was talking. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was really interesting. It was yeah. like, a, and to see that whole mills actually exploded. Wild. And another IB was just in the voiceover when they were like doing the baking, when Mel said, because I've always said, oh, you put steam in the oven to make it get a good crust. But I've never quite, quite understood like the science of that. So apparently steam in the oven causes the sugars in the dough to dissolve on the outside. And then as the water evaporates, those sugars caramelize. And it's the caramelization that makes the crust go golden brown and chewy. So it's like you're making like a almost like a caramel on the outside, like a very thin one. Yeah, it's really annoying because I've been meaning to do, I've literally on my list of Instagram videos to do, where I do a sourdough loaf where you don't put like an ice cube in with your thing. Ah. You do one afterwards. Because the one before, it looks really golden and crusty still, but afterwards it's like a shiny golden. Well, don't do a reel, just like film that and go, look. Look. <laughs> <laughs> there Alan. you go. <laughs> Alan. <laughs> See, I don't put an ice cube in now. I now fill a baking tray with water at the bottom of the oven and keep that in there from the very the very moment I turn on the oven. Oh, no, but I put an ice cube in because I do a baking dome thing. Oh, you do a cloche. So I just chuck it in my cloche. It's not a cloche, is it? It's called a... What's it called? The baking... It is a cloche, and though. A cast iron... A Dutch oven. Oh, I beg your pardon. <laughs> <laughs> right. So the technical was a focaccia coming at you in three and a half hours. Thank you for laughing at that, producer Alex. I'm pleased with that. David gave me literally nothing. I was um, just I was just looking in absolute terror at the <laughs> notes that I've written on the focaccia. Well, you wrote how long it was. I've written how long it is, and, and then you wrote I've gone the end. straight to um, the So results. Paul said that he was looking for irregular holes which we've all seen. And he was also talking about a difference between English holes and Italian holes. And he says that often English holes are a lot tighter. <laughs> I found that. <laughs> I mean, what does this say about Giuseppe? Oh, <laughs> so, you know, I'll text him and find out. Um, <laughs> it was a bit boring, actually, this, episode, this, this section. Do you know, I didn't realise I actually wrote on this. There is one that I wrote because I found it a bit boring, but I didn't know if it was just because Nick was next to me and he was being too positive. And I was like, I need Michael next to me being like, so we can both be catty together about the contestants. Nick was just saying everyone was really nice and everything was really tasty. Do you, like, do you oh. know what? They were, they were being quite adorable. Like you mentioned last week, um, the voiceover keeps being like, they'll be doing something and the voiceover's like, what they should be doing is this. <laughs> and like, that kind of makes me warm to them because it just looks like they're all a bit hapless, you know? Not like, just Rob, all of them. All of them are trying to, like, they keep being like, oh, this dough's too wet. And all of them just keep adding more flour to it, <laughs> yes. which is like the opposite. Because focaccia is more like a batter. Yeah. So yeah, a bit boring, a bit fast. But in the judging, there were some fun bits. Yasmin's got lovely dimples, hopefully up top. Ben's got a crispy top. <laughs> Janet isn't wet enough, sadly. And Ian's got an awful little hole. <laughs> <laughs> Poor old Ian. How did they out him like that on TV? <laughs> been outed and ian with his little hole came last um yasmin second last but the top three were ben ovashi and joe came top good on joe well done joe can't remember what joe looks like uh the show stopper <laughs> remember what joe looks like joe's joe's got the essex she's got oh, the essex. she always from, smiles can you do the rest she, of the episode in this essex accent the essex accent she, she's really because joe's got a really cute voice she sounds like she's talking to a child the whole 41 time 41 year old grandmother 41 year grandmother because she is talking to children all the time and she smiles they can feel with her kind of like alice did in our series where if something's going bad she feels like i can't show people so i'm just gonna smile all the time it's, like, it's really obvious she's the You're one struggling. who got really emotional actually she was the one who was like this really matters to her yeah oh, i remember and i cried classic but then she won so what was she getting emotional about well she didn't win well she won the technical she did win the technical <laughs> are you familiar with doing that just the once twice just the one. twice it was the I, second time i won it in the final as well as, as well as when 
when I did the Moroccan pie that Henry should have run around the tent naked. Oh, so the, I'm so, never going to forget that. So basically, every time everyone else did really badly, that was the time that you managed and to win. And then I came second in all the rest, apart from the one I came desperately last, even below you. And you had a panic attack. <laughs> Two, and left the tent early, and I still came above you. <laughs> well, I mean, I get, to be honest with that one, at least you kept on trying. I gave up after about 10 minutes. <laughs> I just knew that was a disaster. Honestly, when we get to our series, the whole thing's going to have to be a Patreon exclusive because we're oh. going to get sued so badly. <laughs> we are. <laughs> I'm surprised they haven't already. Um, so, well, they tried. Showstopper was 24 rolls in a basket. And they also had to create the basket out of a bread dough. And the rolls had to be two varieties, sweet or savory, in five hours. It sounds more complicated than it is, but it's a bread basket full of 24 rolls. Do you know what it's not? I was living. This is the first time. I like this one. This series, I have liked it. Have you ever done salt dough before, Michael? Yes, when I, I was a child. Yeah, as a child. That's not bread dough. It is not fair. Like they were going on about saying like, oh, imagine this with all these big holes. Salt dough literally sets to rock hard. You can make anything out of salt dough. And they're comparing people making a salt dough basket with people trying to make it out of bread. I don't well, think you're that's competing. You're, you're comparing dumb people against smart people. I know, because the thing is, it was one of those things like, why did you pick bread? If you got the option to do salt dough. But, then but, also, but like, salt dough's not edible. It's not It's not baking. But I made... Well, so would, do you think you can make bread without yeast? Yeah. Oh, you do? So yeah, because you fine. make a flat flatbread and things. Because I made baking powder charcoal rolls in our yeah, bread Yeah, but that's week, fine. That's I mean, fine. soda bread has not got yeast in it. Oh, and I it love soda bread. Yeah, exactly. I think it's just, this one is it's salt dough. It's not like a... And not very it's it's not baking it's not something you eat like no one could eat it it's never going to well, be well i'm gonna say that i would have absolutely made a salt dough bread basket oh, i would have done if i got given the option because it was so much easier <laughs> i thought it was a good challenge though and it was fun and it was like i quite liked that they were playing on bread basket I thought it was fun who stood out to you here i mean we didn't find out what half the bakers actually made but who did you like the most i i mean this is probably because i think everyone liked this one the most but yasmin's yeah. I think when they even just, the thing about that one is when they even said at the start before we knew she'd done well, I was like, "What coconut bread? Yes, please. with pesto." And then the pesto bread, yeah, mm. that one sounded really, really. And good. her salt dough basket with the leaf cutouts looked absolutely gorgeous. Paul was worried about her holes in the basket, but otherwise it went quite well. I think he thought there were too big. He quite likes big holes, as we found out on the technical. But these he thought we were found too out big. In last week's story, <laughs> yeah. How about you? Who did you like? I like the sound of avashis, which were <laughs> chili and halloumi rolls, and also lemon and coriander bagatini, which sounds like fun. Yeah, is bagatini is that a thing or did she make it up? Is it like a small baguette? Yeah, but then that sounds Italian, doesn't it? Bagatini. Bagatini. Yeah, it works. I mean, if you say it in an Italian accent, it sounds all right. Should we message Giuseppe? After asking about his tight hole, we can ask about whether bagatini is an actual thing. Yeah. My favourite, actually, sorry, Yasmin, my favourite was actually Bob's. I mean, Rob. Rob. <laughs> Michael just called him Bob a second ago. <laughs> no, we cut that out, actually, so no one would have known. No one would have known that Michael called him Bob. His lover was called Bob. Anyway, Bob did blue oh bob did blueberry brioche that was why i said bob because he made blueberry brioche buns <laughs> and then lemon and poppy seed which i because i like lemon poppy seed cake i was really interested to think that was bread actually i can imagine that working quite well in a bread if it was like quite like a like a well a brioche dough like a soft pillowy dough rob steals the show every single week without even he doesn't even try mm. this week he decided to make bread dough and then need his salt in. He was like, oh, I forgot my salt. Oh, no, I always do this anyway. And then need his salt in. And Paul just would not accept it to the point where he actually made, he made Mel try some of the dough. And Mel didn't realize she wasn't going to swallow it. So then he told her off of swallowing the dough. And like Mel's face was like, 
what am I doing here? <laughs> but that was my favorite moment. They the always thing. come to Rob at like the worst possible moment. Last week he was running away from them <laughs> to get ingredients. And this, it was just, they always come to him at like the worst point. I used to like refuse visits at that point. Cause I was, I'm too busy at this moment. I, I'm doing too many things. I have to like, give them my concentration. Rob's too accommodating. Well, hopefully. Um, Mary Ann was making herb and walnut flower pot breads. So she was baking the bread in mini flower pots yeah. for the heat of the flower pot. Is that right? Yeah, but it's not the heat of the flower pot. The problem with doing it in flower pots, because I've done it in ceramic things as well, and you don't get a browned edge. If you saw them when she actually took them out, they were quite anemic looking. So it's actually mm. better to use a tin. Why is that though? Because surely the pot would have got hot and therefore like made a crispier crust. But I think also it like absorbs moisture too quickly. Oh, so you don't get the caramelization from the IB earlier. Certainly, this whole challenge wasn't an IB. No, although I did like the fact that the phrase Planet Janet came out. Planet Janet did come out. So I do love Planet Janet now. And I skipped the BB because it was about ships and biscuits. And I was like, well, biscuits aren't bread. So I just moved on. I've even got Keith on my list. And I've just written, why is he still here? <laughs> he isn't. He's just not. Yeah, he's stayed on my list. Oh, <laughs> Every sure. single week. I removed the person each week, but for some reason, Keith stayed. Um, I normally alphabetize, but I haven't this year. And it's been very hard. The star baker then was Yasmin. Well deserved. Her pesto bread and coconut rolls. And leaving was like a, a rogue double elimination. From was, nowhere. I mean, to be fair, when they were doing this discussions, it did sound like it was quite hard to pick. Mm. And then randomly, Mel or Sue just suddenly said, oh, do you think two should go home? And I was like, well, they're not oh. going to do that, are they? Yeah. It's so much better throwing in a double elimination, not having threatened it. Yeah. Because you're genuinely like, oh my God. Yeah. And it was, sadly, Ian, lovely posh Ian, with one less finger after this week, and Avashi went. Which I found harsh, because for Ian, I did feel that he'd poorly performed in all mm. three um i didn't even write down what he did in the showstopper i don't oh he did everything was it looked really pretty but everything he hadn't let anything prove properly everything was really close and tight sure he's very very tight he honestly free he already had his tight i mean what's he gonna do he's got tight holes <laughs> um but avashi i thought that was a bit harsh especially because i not that i want to see rob go but rob really struggled and his basket uh, fallen to uh, pieces uh, back off and, Teflon Rob's going through again. <laughs> no, because he always tastes nice. <laughs> well, that double elimination was a bit rogue, wasn't it? Quite unnecessary, really. Still, it's been a really good series so far. Yes, indeed. Now, shall we move on to this week's taste test? Yes, this one comes from Chelsea, who has specified that she's from Birmingham and she wants it in a brummy accent. There's a reason I'm making you read this one out. Yes, I've just noticed that. <laughs> okay, brummy, here we go. Who, who's brummy on Bake Off? Can I... Alison Hammond. Oh, Alison Hammond. My taste test, test, this submission is solid cream sandwiches. <laughs> I absolutely love them. People I work with think it's vile, but I'm not sorry. They're bloody scrubby. That was alarmingly good. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you, you were biting your hand when you said that, though. And I couldn't you... believe it was happening. <laughs> <laughs> 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hello, it's us, interrupting the ads to advertise ourselves. Not like that, I'm taken. I'm not, so I'm not not advertising myself in that way. We digress. We're here to talk about our Patreon. Or our OnlyFans, as we like to call it. Each week, we upload bonus content such as ad-free and extra episodes, exclusive Q&As, behind-the-scenes content, and more. And all of that could be yours for the small price of a coffee each month. Or we also have an annual membership available for a cheeky discount. And you get the added bonus of knowing you're helping us to keep the podcast in your ears each and every week to join us all you need to do is visit patreon.com forward stroke sticky bum boys we'll see you there right i need to work out what this taste test is oh it was the salad cream sandwiches i wasn't actually because i was concentrating so hard on my brummy accent it was quite an impressive brummy accent thank you as people know we are not very good accents <laughs> but anyone from america who's listening that's exactly what someone sounds like from birmingham <laughs> and that's what you're going to hear for the next couple of years while alison hosts the bake-off yeah <laughs> she's proper brummy what do you think salad cream sandwiches i not on its own I don't like salad cream. Do you not? No. I don't actually know what it is. To me, it's like mayonnaise. It's got vinegar in it or something. It's like mayonnaise that's been like sat out for a bit too long. Yeah. And see, milk. Yes. Salad cream. No. Not back to that. Do you know what? I'm going to say you don't need to be saved, but maybe like house arrest. Yeah. House arrest. Because I'm picturing as well on some pappy white bread. It's just like, no. Although I do quite like, so I used to, when I was younger, I used to raid the white bread in the bread bin and i would like take off the crust and I'd eat them and then i would take like the center of it and i'd squeeze it into like a little ball and then i'd like oh, nibble on the ball that genuinely i'm not even moving it that's made me feel a little bit sick. <laughs> really that's it horrible i could squeeze it right into like a tight because the whole ball. point of that horrible bread is that it squishes so horribly oh, into like chewy it was like gummy oh, oh. No. <laughs> lovely for a little nibble Ooh. no thank you so mm-hmm. we found out that what's her name 
Brummy. No, that's not a Chelsea. name. Chelsea. Chelsea's in house arrest and Michael is definitely in jail. <laughs> well, I think you should be in jail because I received one of the worst voice notes I think I've ever received. <laughs> we, we voice note quite a lot during the week. And David sent me a voice note as he was traveling to work. And they were getting yeah. more and more frantic as David more needed a poo more and more to the point that he said that he was clenching. And what was the word that you used? I was sweating. I was clammy. No, but you were talking about like it was, it was, it was like it was coming. Oh, contra- I had contract. I was getting contractions. <laughs> David was getting anal contractions. So basically, on the overground. <laughs> well, no, I got off the train. The problem is, I got off the train, but it was still quite a walk from Charing Cross up to where my clinic was. And I got about halfway, and I was like, you know, sometimes when you're getting to- really close home, and it start you start getting the pain, and you think, thank goodness, I'm going to be in soon, and you like run into your house. <laughs> You don't even close your door. You just like run through the keys and still in the door. It was like that level, but I was still ages before I got to work. It was horrible. And then David got to work and what happened? Well, Michael didn't know this at this stage, but it turned out that it was a bank holiday Monday, a public holiday. And so my clinic wasn't opening for another hour. <laughs> so I was stuck out in the street, absolutely desperate. So then I tried to sit on this bench. I eased myself onto this bench, onto this seat and just tried clenching for a few minutes to see if that would like push it back in. <laughs> And it didn't work. And so then I was like, I honestly, I was actually sweating at this point. Michael got all of this. And I didn't know what to do. These were like live, frantic, like voice notes as he was like looking around him trying to find a solution. Because the first one was me just talking to Michael about that. I was like, okay, Michael, I'm just talking to the podcast. By the way, I need a toilet. I need a poo. Can't wait to get to work. And then they just kept on getting worse. So then at this point, I was sitting on this bench, looked around. And there's this little, oh, I don't want to talk about this. There's this little alleyway that's on the other side of the street from my clinic. So I walked around this little alleyway and it was the back of a lot of the shops and some people's flats. And I just just walked a bit further down, literally pulled my trousers down and just shat on the floor. But the way you described it to me was that it came came out like you were squirting it out of a piping bag. Piping it like buttercream. It was... Because I just did it really quickly. Because I, I was obviously not wanting to be there exposed for too long. So I just literally pulled my pants down and just squirted. It shows some could. quite excellent anal control. I wish I'd taken a picture because the funny thing no! is when, when I walked back, I looked back and I was like, I literally just done it in the middle of the street. <laughs> I haven't even got to the side. I just thought I'd do this really quickly and I was desperate. So unfortunately, the so story you, doesn't stop here. No, you pulled your trousers up. You went back onto that bench where you lowered yourself down again. And you sent me a voice note explaining what you'd done. But that sadly wasn't the end of the story. No, because I thought I would give some relief. I thought I've already did some relief. You didn't empty. You no. just got rid of the top third. When I say it, I really did, like, drop my pants, dropped into a squat, two seconds, just let out some, stood straight back up again <laughs> and walked out. off. And then, so I sat back on this bench and that's when I got the message saying... The clinic's not going to be open for another hour. So then I tried hobbling up the street to see if there was a pret anywhere. Considering you haven't wiped your bum at this stage either. No, and it was very sticky. And there (laughs) wasn't a pret. Well, there was one, but it's not open yet because it's bank holiday. There was nothing open. So then Michael got the next message of me. So the first time I was distressed, I just didn't care. Then there was this realization where I was like, okay, I'm dirty. I have to go back to the alley. (laughs) So I went back into the alleyway. This time I walked right to the end of the alleyway and did the rest of it. (laughs) <laughs> and that's a little insight into the messages i get from david in a week on a week-to-week basis <laughs> and then i got into the clinic when it finally opened and went straight to the toilet and had to be commando for the rest of the day do you know what i don't think i've ever shat in a public place really like outside outdoors 
I'm I'm marathon, to think. marathon training, I did it a lot. You did, you did do it a lot. <laughs> yeah. Also, I've done and it. also, what was really nice of David was he sent me a picture of each location. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I knew what to avoid when I walk around London on a day-to-day basis. <laughs> actually, the one time I went to the same place twice. And you I did? Had to, I actually had to step over my poof the week before. <laughs> I was really worried because there was lots of leaves and I thought I wasn't going to see it. You're just alarmingly irregular. Well, yeah, because another time, this has been <laughs> all the time, I was in Peckham Rye and this was, actually, this again was a public holiday and loads of people were at Peckham Rye. And so, and I was sat with Nick and I was like, Nick, I actually have to go for a poo. So we went into this bushy bit. But we, we. Well, no, Nick found it. I said, send Nick off to find me a place because I couldn't walk anymore. I was saying, this I couldn't move so Nick had to go find your place he was like if you go through there send me to this place it was autumn there was no leaves so I was in this like spindly bush and loads of people literally walking past like two meters away from me and I'd only just won makeup at this point so I was like this is gonna be a disaster if people find me but no one did he really got you there didn't he yeah <laughs> <sighs> Well, shall we move on to the inbox then, David? If anyone can beat me with any poo stories, send them in. I mean, if, Not I mean, the poos, though. We've already hit the, the bottom last week. They can't get any worse. <laughs> right. Um, this, <laughs> this one is from Anonymous. Are you ready? But you wish you were at this point. <laughs> I know last week you asked for your inbox to be filled again. I'm avoiding using the word bulge. Mm. Oh, remember that. that was last was that last week i don't know two weeks ago i think Bulgy. or maybe they sent it in just do you like the word bulge i don't mind it actually i just when you were saying it, you were just saying it too much bulge <laughs> it kind of loses meaning after a while bulge yeah it stops it, being bulgy it feels quite like pirates might use it that word as you're saying it to me i'm feeling a bulge in my hand as you, the <laughs> more you say you're it, holding a, a phantom bulge in your well, yeah, hand but then it gets as you say it more and more it gets smaller and smaller for some reason bulge it's just like bulge now oh, a tiny little <laughs> tiny, just, tiny just little phantom bulge anyway i'm avoid using the word bulge naturally to avoid a repeat incident of the fan fiction you were sent but i've simply got to draw your attention to the fact that there's a whole world of bake-off fan fiction out there oh, God. and some of it features you both it might be a bit rude to share on the pod but i thought i'd be doing you a disservice if i didn't share it with you here oh wow okay we're we're gonna take a quick second to read it and then we're gonna come back to you two seconds we've read it we can't share this (laughs) no if you thought that my poo stories were a bit explicit that is nothing (laughs) i mean i mean can we maybe we'll read it on patreon (laughs) we can do uh, Anyone that hasn't joined OnlyFans yet, by the way, we really should be sued. We're putting this on OnlyFans. We okay. put worse on. We'll put this on OnlyFans, but I'm afraid it's too much. Let's do the next person. Okay. So I know you've said you don't want any more... Fa- this is another fan fiction one. <laughs> oh, God. I know you don't want any more fan fiction, but I actually found this about Paul and Mary the other day. Oh, no. Sorry, this is from Nikki. I, didn't, I got too excited. This is from Nikki. I found one about Paul and Mary the other day, and I couldn't help but pass it on. Oh, God. I think we need to do another content warning here. Okay. This podcast may include content that is disturbing for some listeners. Read all listeners. <laughs> Read all listeners. Listener discretion advised. Okay, everyone settle in. Shall I give the title? The title's called Meringue. Okay, that's not too bad. Something about a stiff peak. Let's go. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Great British Bake Off. In this episode, Mary and Paul will show you how to make the perfect meringue every time. To make a meringue, you need some eggs, Mary remarked. Lucky for me, Paul... <laughs> oh no. I'm not going to do this. You didn't do it laughing. 
Paul is hiding too in his brief. <laughs> she purred suggestively, taking time to slowly and sensitively moisten her pursed lips afterwards. Chokes on her because they weigh a stone each. <laughs> True. Massive ostrich eggs. <laughs> ostrich eggs in his briefs. <laughs> Paul. Also, and... briefs. Do we think he wears briefs? I Maybe... think he's definitely like one of those like shapeless boxer man. Boxer briefs. Oh, shapeless boxers. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. He wouldn't be wearing Andrew Christensen, will he? <laughs> Christian. This is Andrew Christian. 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 Andrew We've all Christian. seen that picture. <laughs> Paul immediately followed Mary's cue by unzipping his bulging jeans, revealing the plump orbs that lay beneath them along with his already excited member. Ooh. What? Orbs. <laughs> member is an unfortunate word, isn't it? Yeah. Gross. What's wrong with everyone? Mary gazed lustfully. Oh, I can't. This is... Mary! <laughs> Stop it! She's lived a life. <laughs> Mary gazed lustfully as Paul paraded his produce in front of the TV camera while reaching down for a quick tickle. <laughs> So these glorious eggs need cracking, Mary growled energetically as she gave a cheeky wink down the lens. <laughs> she took Paul's sizable eggs in one hand and tugged them up onto the worktop. Grabbing one of them... Can I do a sound effect? <laughs> grabbing one of them, she threw it forcefully against the sharp corner of the icy granite surface, skillfully separating the creamy, sticky white stuff from the yolk. This has got a, a bit result, confused. This is a little bit weird. <laughs> it started weird and now it's gone. Yeah. As a result, a raw groan erupted from Paul's wide gaping mouth. Oh, oh. that's horrible. <laughs> His face tinged scarlet as the unbearable pain he felt mixed with the intense pleasure it caused. He's just broken his testicle open <laughs> on the counter. <laughs> There's no pleasure involved in that. Call an ambulance. <laughs> there is a paramedic usually in the tent. Oh, he's called Danny. He's lovely. Danny's probably watching. Before Paul could recover, Mary swiftly cracked the other egg in the same way, intensifying the feelings of ecstasy and agony inside him. After Paul finished roaring, Mary chuckled as she whispered into the camera, cracking. <laughs> oh, this isn't, I mean, this is horror. <laughs> Mary continued at her rapid pace with no concern for Paul. She only cared for one thing, the meringue she was whipping up. Next up, I'll sweeten the mixture. Many like to use sugar, but for the perfect meringue, I recommend using honey instead, she announced. Mary Lynn lifted one finger in the air to beckon Melon Sue into the bake-off tent. Oh no, not Melon Sue. The presenters entered the frame promptly, already glistening and ready to help. Glistening? glistening. Come on. Mary lowered the mixing bowl teasingly, allowing the ladies' love honey oh. to drip into Paul's extracted white liquid. I am a... Not the love honey. Oh. Love honey? Didn't we have passion juices in one of the I've other I've said episodes? it before and I'm going to say it again. What is wrong with everyone? Not to yuck your yum, but this isn't... This is surely can't be many people's yum. This is very, very strange. I wonder how many clicks they've had. Whew. After Mel and Sue had left the tent, all they did was that. Mary guided the process once again. Now it's time to beat the liquids together until they form stiff peaks, she chuckled sadistically, making sure to emphasise the last two words of the instruction. Quite a dominatrix, isn't she? Well, yeah, because grabbing Paul's firm tools, she followed her recipe. Little Paul Little whisked Paul! and whipped until the peaks were as stiff as the rod itself. <laughs> Mary then reached for the piping bag, spooning the mixture in and squeezing it out of the narrow tip to form peaky buds on the baking tray. Finally, the meringue is ready to be cooked, Mary decreed, as she slipped the blowtorch from her drawers. Her drawers? She probably does wear drawers, actually. 
Igniting the flame, she proceeded to tease the tips with her burning desire until the meringue shells were hard like Paul's shaft. <laughs> oh, no. This person really does not want to get a publishing deal. <laughs> now comes the best bit. Well, let's hope. The tasting. Like they say, the proof is in the pudding. Mary quipped as she reached out for little Paul. Can we stop saying little Paul, please? <laughs> I like my meringues with fresh cream, she added, grasping the length and consequently causing Paul to pour out a thick covering of salty cream over the bake. As Paul recovered from his high, his high, Mary tucked into her perfect dessert, stiff and rigid, just how it should be. Well, I mean, it says here, you've reached the end of the published parts. I'm not sure that was really published. There's only one comment, and the comment is, great. <laughs> great. <laughs> By Baker Britain. And the, the little little flag next to the, their name says the word writer. <laughs> yes, I've just hearted it. <laughs> so the writer has replied saying, great. Um, oh. Well... Like, I was a bit confused by that because it felt like it started off as erotica and then it kind of moved into horror and like the disembowelment of a national treasure. Oh no, also, there's actually a picture of the top with Paul at a, at like a, a place at a table with his weird little grin, which is a bit gross and disturbing. Oh dear. What's this podcast become? <laughs> they call it a short story. Hashtag Great British Bake Off. Hashtag Mary Berry. Imagine if you just typed in the hashtag Mary Berry or meringue <laughs> and that's what you get. Well, what has this podcast become? Okay, okay. Once we've done that OnlyFans special for that extra one, I'm calling time on the fan fiction. Oh, why? I'm enjoying it. We're going to get reputations. How am I ever going to get a boyfriend? Well, maybe your future boyfriend is one of the authors. I'm going to draw a hard line there. Massive ick. Massive dick? These fan fictions are rubbing off on you. Rubbing off? Enough! Let's get this over and done with. Please review us, send in stories and questions to stickybunboys at gmail.com and follow us on socials at stickybunboys. There, we can go now, right, producer Alex? Such a fun sponge. Bye-bye. Ready for the boring bit? Let's go. The Sticky Bun Boys are not endorsed by or affiliated with Love Productions, The Great British Bake Off, or any of its subsidiaries. All views and opinions are our own. The Great British Bake Off and all related content are registered trademarks and copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. Oh, very professional, David. In one breath. <laughs> We're all just having a bit of fun, aren't we? <laughs> imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.